0: You are now listening to it's a streamable life a podcast chronicling life in the peak entertainment era streamable life is hosted by cousins lauren and brandon and recorded independently in hawkins indiana enjoy the show hello folks and welcome to another episode of it's a streamable life podcast chronicling life in the peak entertainment era we are your host lauren and i'm brandon and we are on episode 20 seems yeah. <laughs> kind of insane that we made it this far but we have kept trucking so yeah. uh how was your weekend
1: uh pretty good i i really didn't do much of anything i uh you know I, yeah no honestly i watched football and that was it like <laughs> I, I didn't do anything yeah I, I watched
0: some shows watched a little football here and there didn't do much of anything
1: yeah no it
0: was it was kind of it was nice out but it was kind of
1: hot so yeah it was, it was hotter than it should be at this time of year and that kind of threw stuff off so
0: yeah that's weird so okay. we are back uh this week with a weekly question which we gotta do better at <laughs> <I can't remember. laughs> but anywho uh this week's question is our top three television theme songs
1: and I honestly couldn't remember if we had already done this one. I We did top three something and I think it was like television dads and that's what I kept thinking. Yeah,
2: Yeah. yeah
1: so this yeah. one's new. Yeah. So, so oh, you can go first. If you okay, my first
0: one. one, I try to, I have a lot. So I try to oh, just God. pick some. Well, I, I, I brought it down to three. <laughs> so um, I try to pick some that stand out to me. So my first one, I try to do all types of shows. My first one is uh the theme song for X-Men, the animated series. Yeah. From the 90s. It's so iconic. It's one of my ringtones. Oh wow. It's it's epic. And if they can somehow incorporate that into the films, but like right. movie wide, that would be pretty cool. So that's my first one. Okay. My second one is an all time favorite. Golden Girls theme song, Thank You, yeah. Friend. It's just—I
1: I knew that was gonna be on there.
0: You can't not sing to it when you hear it, and the fact that it was like an actual song, and then someone redid right. it for the show—it's it, just epic. And then the last one, I couldn't really decide. I just picked one. The theme song to all that—it's
2: oh, classic.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's
0: hands down like the pinnacle of '90s Nickelodeon TLC.
1: Yeah. Just everything. So those are my top three. What's funny about that one is even when they show the old episodes of all that, like if you catch them and the theme song comes back I from the jump, I'm like, it's like, even the guy's voice is like, sit back, relax. It's time <laughs> for all that. And then I could go with the whole song.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. I think it's the first rap I could
2: remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably. Really? So. But yeah, that one is iconic. Okay, um, for mine, the first one is, I guess it's a song, it's more of a noise, but The X-Files. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, I had that as my ringtone for too long, but (laughs) I like that one. Um, The second one would be The Nanny, because just like all that, I know every word to this one. I used to obsess over The Nanny. I I couldn't miss it in middle school. I I gotta get home, I gotta get home, I gotta watch The Nanny. That's a good one. Um, and then the final one, it's strange because it comes at like the end of the episode, but Frasier. The uh... Yeah! Uh, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. Like every time it comes on the end of the episode, it's just, okay, baby, I hear the blues calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never understood what it was like,
0: why that was a song. It's sort of just kind of silly, but it's so catchy.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. yeah All like... again.
2: Right. But yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: I really do miss theme songs though. That was such a oh yeah, man. A a staple in the nineties and
1: before. It was a big part of the show, man. Yeah. Only thing that has it now are cartoons, really.
0: Yeah, that's about it. Everyone else just has like themes, like yeah. Sounds and then the show starts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's our weekly question and we'll get into the ill list here. Sort of some big stories this week. Yeah. Um, first one, uh, Apple TV announced when it'll be arriving and its pricing. Um, if those are interested in subscribing, it's going to start out at $5 a month, which is pretty significantly lower compared to Netflix right. um, and uh, Disney Plus as well. Just a few right. dollars, though. And um, it'll be arriving November 1st. It'll be available on your Apple TV, your Apple devices. I believe um, Chromecast or maybe, I'm not quite sure. But wherever it's available, it's available. Um, and some of the shows, I'll be there. Of course, the morning show starring Carrie, uh, uh, starring your face, not Rachel, but <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Anderson and Reese Witherspoon. I don't know why I can not think of her name. Oh, okay. uh, Steve Carell. And then right. they also have um, the sci-fi fantasy show C, starring Jason Momoa and Alfred Woodard. They actually look pretty decent. I like the concepts. Right. right. Um, but I just, I don't know. And I yeah. saw Oracle make a good point. They're Going more for an HBO feel rather than a Netflix
1: type thing, where they're having original quality yep. content. So I think overall, I don't use anything Apple, so it would be an inconvenience for me to yeah, kind of go back and to yeah. do that. But
2: so I'm not I don't really
1: I
0: don't use Apple TV because it's just it seems like too much. Yeah, like you don't get cool. that much for what people were paying. Right. So. I'm I'm sure people will garner to it and they were pushing you know if you buy a new iPhone iPad or MacBook, you get a year free of Apple TV Hmm. why doesn't it just come free with a product in general
1: (laughs) I think there's enough Apple fanatic type people that it'll be fine so
0: yeah yeah but people will be paying close attention to how it it does Um, our number two story here was sort of was very big Um, So SNL uh, hired their first Asian cast member within its. Right. How long has been on forty something seasons? Something like that, yeah. Something crazy, um, and he's also happens to be gay. So I don't Is, think they ever had uh, a gay male
1: star on the show. Of the people that they hired, he's the only one that I knew of. I didn't. know Oh, really?
2: Him. I had never yeah. heard of him before.
1: Yeah, I only knew of him. I think I'd seen. Maybe I'm like retweeted on like Twitter or something, and I I knew he was a comedian, but yeah, the other two people, the the woman and then the Shane guy that has now been
2: let yes. go.
1: Yes, yes. Wow.
0: But I did follow him on Twitter. He's actually really funny. He's yeah, yeah. Bowen Yang. Um, the other member hired, if this cooperates, it may not. Um, the Pardon? woman hired was. Her name is chloe Feynman or something i think that's her. Mm-hmm. and then we have shane gillis who yeah. was also hired and then today it was not say he was fired right because of racist um comments and homophobic comments he's made on his podcast um yeah. within the last year
1: so yeah and his defense of that was so weak because nothing that he said in that clip sounded humorous it sounded so hateful like it was right
0: and like his apology was trash he made a statement after he was fired which yeah asked for like no one's pulling your arm to do this no and then his reasoning beyond that he says that's what his audiences liked were the asian racist jokes so you're you're panning to racist
1: basically that's what it sounds like so as good as it is for SNL to have gotten them out of there. It it took people a matter of minutes to find that clip. How come they couldn't?
0: So they're not vetting you know? anybody.
1: No, absolutely not. They're just hiring people, so at all. Yeah. That's so bad.
0: good luck to to um the two new cast members. Yeah. I got I'll be watching because I don't watch S N L anyway. i don't oh, no, see do I. highlights or anything. Unless someone black is on there hosting or musical gas, I don't pay attention. But anywho, um, in other news, so we had the Creative Arts Emmys um, this weekend or the past two weekends, I believe. Yeah. Uh, The first weekend was mostly like the technical awards, um, makeup, production, all those things. And then this past weekend was more of that, but they also touched on some of the supporting, uh, supporting actor roles like guest stars and all that stuff.
2: Right, right. So um,
0: the big winners were HBO. Yeah. Um, and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel from Amazon. Mhm. Which is kind of well, not surprising, I guess, but. Yeah, Game of Thrones won 10 trophies, uh, all from a, a various range of technical awards and production awards, along with Shornogold followed with seven, and Mrs. Maisel had six. So those were the top three shows that got the most awards.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: And the, I think the the big thing was the, uh, the what well, everybody was talking about it, was the James Corden, his carpool karaoke winning. Yes.
0: Beating out Beyonce's Homecoming documentary, which whenever she's nominated for something outside of music, I'm always a little skeptical, like, I doubt she wins. You know, it's not a big deal to me, but to lose to that.
1: Right. Like literally a camera slapped on a dashboard.
0: (laughs) There's not much editing going on. No. So I don't know. I I wasn't as angry because I wasn't like paying attention. But she got shut out in all six categories. She got one, something Something. (laughs) like Rent on Fox won two
1: Emmys. Wow. So. That was low key trash. Exactly. I watched part of that. Oh, wow.
0: So they're all gearing up for um, the Emmys next week. And I guess portions of this ceremony could be seen next week. I guess during commercial breaks or. Oh, okay show or something um but yeah hbo and amazon took home the big big award so we'll see i have a feeling they'll do the same at the actual show yeah it yeah and that includes our ill list here we'll move on to our next segment the not segment um we've been following two shows here uh okay. both on their fifth episode, *The Terror* on AMC and OWN TV's *David Makes Man*. So, what'd yeah. you think of *The Terror*
1: this week? Uh, another, it's getting better. I won't lie; like, I, I didn't struggle through the first episodes, but I was just kind of like, "Okay, when's it gonna pick up?" And yeah. like now, now we're there. And um, it was, it was good. It was. Oh god, I wish I could remember characters' names, but um, everything at the camp happening with Chester it's just wild when I mean that that final scene <laughs> when yeah that thing, that thing came out of that damn bag I was holding oh, oh no like, that was crazy and then like
0: like the accident is real right like he really crashed yeah I'm, I, I, I think so okay because it's just sort of like out of left field but um, that was crazy I did appreciate the sh- the brief relationship he had with that prisoner of war the japanese oh yeah soldier that, that was really, really interesting yeah and the guy playing his um like translator friend hasn't yeah. he like been in other stuff he's just grown up now
1: yeah like <laughs> this may sound bad but do you remember the the oh god well, he was the only Asian kid there, but the Asian kid in Little Giants.
0: Yeah, that's him.
1: And yeah, it has to be, I, cause his face looks the same. He, his voice sounds the same. I was like, there's no way there's anybody else, but. Cause he was literally the
0: the only Asian in the nineties for anything. Let's see.
2: I'm
0: about wise. to look him up. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name if I can get to
2: the cast of the episode. That would make this up so hard. That's <laughs> really. But yeah, so I definitely bad.
0: recognized him. At first, I wasn't sure, but then the more I watched, I was like, yeah, that's definitely him.
1: I'm so bad if that's not him, man.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is, because I recognize his face. And like for the most part, he's always played like the Asian in yeah the white shows. And it's good to see him actually play a character more than just you know a stereotype or like yeah, a absolutely. token. It's really good, and that's why reputation matters. Like, yeah, all these actors who've been acting for a while are getting the time to shine.
1: And then, um, the whole story with uh, his wife. What's uh, L- lose, lose, her name? Yeah,
0: that was really sad.
1: Yeah, that opening kind of scene where like. I guess she was like in a dream state or whatever, or not a dream state. It was like a. It, she was in the water. Yeah, yeah. It. I meant to say she was just kind of like. What's the word I'm looking for? Just kind of like not there. I can't think of the word. Right, just for. sort of existing.
0: Right. And my thing was, who is letting her roam around by herself? Like right. every state she's in. Right. I, that kind of threw me, but again, she's like. In internment camp, I guess they don't really care. Yeah. That is him. Marcus Toji is his name. Okay.
1: Whew. Shit, I was about to be like, damn man.
0: Yeah, he was in Little Giants. Uh oh, he's a voice on We Bear Bears.
1: Oh, okay. So he stays busy then.
0: Yeah, but that's definitely
1: him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I I I was thinking the same thing because I feel like this was an episode where he was, like, um, he was finally like they weren't like in the dark of the the tent that they stayed in. You saw him a little bit more, and he talked a bit more. Yeah, yeah he he's definitely familiar.
0: Yeah, so that was good. Um, and then uh, we had the well, the incident with um, the the couple. Where yeah the name, but he, uh the gentleman didn't want to fill out the questionnaire, which was would have been what, w- which would have seen him as treasonous and his girlfriend's like, You're not leaving me, and she changes his answer. So I wonder how that's going that
2: to affect play
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a good episode. I'm I'm really curious where they're going to go with Chester I severely hurt and the other guy dead like
1: what yeah because they shot at them while they were leaving and i it's not like they're gonna believe that he was held at gunpoint you know what i mean like yeah so it's, it's not gonna be good for him
0: yeah not at all so so i'm excited for um this week's episode yeah and then at David Makes Man, we have see David getting ready for the school dance. This was a very, this was a lighter episode, to say the yeah. least. Um, yeah. Really funny, um, kind of explored the relationships of the kids
1: um, outside of the villa. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think it's the first time we've seen Sky since like the second episode.
0: Yeah, he was kind of, he had been gone for a minute. Yeah. I really enjoyed their interaction there. The whole musical number.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, that caught was, me off guard.
0: Yeah, that was cool, though. Um, But I. this is when we realized that the, what's her name, Tear? Is that her yeah. name? That's yeah, Rayon's sister.
1: Right, right.
0: So it makes sense because when Sky was talking to David before, I had no idea what he was saying when he was. I didn't realize he had said her name. Right. When he was mentioning the sapphire. And then, like I saw the clip a second time. I got, oh, okay, because when David says sapphire, that's why Ryan got mad. He's talking about his sister. Exactly. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed the episode. I liked their interactions at the dance. Um and by the end of the episode, we realize that Gloria has been missing rent payments.
1: Yeah, she, you you could kind of tell something was off in the beginning because she seems to be like spiraling,
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of just kind of out of it. And uh, that was that was pretty clear from the beginning. But yeah, she uh, that scene was pretty pretty. Yeah, deep right there. He's just standing at the door. She comes back with JG, uh, and then bam, he's like you know she's been lying to him been yeah truth.
0: it definitely kind of brought the show back to the reality you know he was right. he was sort of like in not a fantasy but he for a, a while like those issues oh, were just all
1: away you know it was crazy this episode also is um <laughs> and one part i could relate to it because when she brought in that suit man, and she was like you know she's kind of like this is the only suit you have you wear this or you don't go i was just like damn that didn't sound like my mom man i just (laughs) oh man both my mom and my dad i was just like oh man that's crazy that was funny though his he looked wild in that suit right (laughs) this short pants but yeah uh, yeah i guess we'll see what comes of that next yeah
0: i have a feeling it's going to be a heavy oh yeah a heavy episode especially with the revelation of and not being able to pay rent. And ultimately, David's going to have to befriend Rayon and sort of step in that role since no money's coming in. So we'll have to see how that turns out.
1: I wonder how long of a season it is. Me too. I'm guessing, I mean, most shows,
0: I'm thinking 10. That sounds about right. Because it was too long. It would kind of lose Yeah. Right, right.
1: Absolutely. But yeah. All right. But yeah, it was a good episode.
0: uh... Yeah, very good. And as we wrap that up, we got some new announcements for some pending shows that we hope to be covering pretty soon. Uh, HBO's His Dark Materials got a premiere date of November 3rd. Here in the US. Yeah. Um premiere a day before on November 2nd in the UK. Because it's a partnership with BBC. Right, right, right. So we have that. And then Watchmen dropped a extended trailer or a new trailer for um HBO's series based on the graphic novel, and that will premiere October 20th.
1: Yeah. That looks really good.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. We got a Got a few more details on certain characters. It seems like uh, Regina King, maybe like one of the main characters, she was an officer who was attacked in sort of like that organized terrorist attack against police force. So now she's taking on this vigilante to keep herself safe and her family safe. And it seems like she and Jean Smart character will team
1: up. Um, It just looks really good. Yeah, it does. That's a just i was like blown away by the movie when that first came out i can't remember when it came out but you know i I knew nothing about it and then like i I think i said before i read the graphic novel and then now this so yeah i'm excited for it
2: Mm -hmm. it looks really good
0: so we'll be tuning into that that wraps up our not segment we'll transition to no concessions where we discuss what we've been binging here and there and
1: uh, you can go first. Okay, yeah, you want me to just read them all off?
2: Oh, whatever. It's-
1: okay, yeah, uh, I didn't know you want to alternate, it's fine, I'll read them all off and I'll just give a little bit about them. Okay. Uh, so uh, Room 104 started up the, uh, the show on HBO and I, I think it's by the, Oh, how do you say their name? The Duplass Brothers? Du- that sounds familiar, that sounds right. Yeah. I think that's how you say their name. Um, but yeah, Mark and Jay Duplass, they do this, sh- they create the show and it's just a show where literally, I think I said it before, it's one room, every episode it's a different person that's staying in this room and you kind of get a wild story that happens. But this is the third season and this first episode literally gave us like, it gave us some information on how this hotel came to be. And it was, mm. a, it was like kind of an interesting episode, kind of fairy tellers kind of folklorish kind of type thing so i have no clue where the season's going to go but um I, hopefully it's better than last season but <laughs> <laughs> it's weird it, it's hard to talk about because like it didn't follow any rules of television it's just
2: right
1: it's strange um uh then on amc uh the show lodge 49 i've been trying to see this show for a while and you couldn't get it without having amc's like own service Mm -hmm. uh, ifc had a uh whatchamacallit uh, had a marathon and uh, of the first season and the five episodes of second season have come on and i dvr'd them and i think i've knocked out like eight episodes so far and it too is a strange uh show but it's uh it's just a I don't know it's it's about like a lodge like a, a masonic lodge type thing and this group of people and they're just trying to like figure out their purpose in life and it's weird and strange but it's kind of like it's really good so mm-hmm.
0: yeah i've heard great things about it
1: yeah it's it it's you literally have to watch it to kind of understand it i don't think i can say anything that would <laughs> explain it <laughs> yeah um and then the last thing i watched um a new show on Showtime. It's a, I think it's a five-episode kind of like miniseries type thing. But it's about a real case of murders, eight murders in between, I think it's 2005 and 2009 in Louisiana. Uh, eight women were murdered. They found them in, in a very close uh, area in, uh, in a small parish. But what's interesting is that most of the women are connected to one guy the police had him in jail at one point and then let him go and he is one of the people being interviewed for this thing and it and it's real it's not scripted or anything this is like real shit and I was like oh my god
2: yeah I saw
0: the previews for this one was very intrigued
1: yeah and uh it's it's that first episode was you get a lot of information you only learn about the first four women and so I'm guessing the next four are coming after but um there's a lot of drug use and prostitution and, and pimping and uh, everybody seems to smoke crack, man. But it's wild. You, uh, wow. you, you yeah, it's definitely worth checking out.
0: Okay, i will definitely, cause I saw a preview and shared it, ooh, shared it with one of my friends, but yeah. it definitely looked interesting.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that's all I watched this weekend.
0: Okay, uh, with me, um, I finished for Weddings and Funeral on Hulu. It was okay. 10 episodes. So now you can like stream, like binge all the episodes at once, because they were coming oh. out one episode one episode a week. Um okay. it was it was really good. Um typical rom-com type stuff, but I really enjoyed it. Um the original for Weddings and Funeral was Hugh Grant and Addie and,
1: Andy Andy McDowell, Andy McDowell
0: Yeah. yeah. And pleasantly she has a cameo in this, which I really liked. A way okay. to connect the two um properties, of film and then the series. Right. So it was it was good. Um it was something different that I probably wouldn't have watched any other time, but right, it was right. good. It had a diverse cast, so that helped as well. So and then I finished season six of Agents of Shield. Um okay. this series is pretty strong. I've enjoyed it. A lot of people sort of brush it off because it it didn't sort of uphold with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, but um, it's pretty good. It's gone uh, pretty sci-fi at this point with the story, Um, and this will be, this is the second to last season. It was renewed for two seasons, basically one full season cut in half. Uh. So this season was thirteen episodes and then the season that starts in December, which will be the last season, will be is thirteen episodes. But it follows um, of course, Agents of Shield, sort of the human side of people who sort of work in and out of the superhero realm. Okay. Um, and the connection is Phil Coulson, played by Clark Gregg, who's a uh, whose agent Phil Coulson was seen in Avengers and captain marvel so that's how everything's connected
1: okay all right but it's a pretty
0: good show um i had started it and then fell off and heard good things about it midway and i remember i purchased all season one to catch up yeah and it hasn't let me down since the midway season one to season two was was the show's best because it hit right when uh Captain America: Winter Soldier dropped, so uh, it right. incorporated that whole Hydra uh, storyline. So that was really good. And then yesterday, I randomly watched a movie on the CW called Warigami. Oh God! Um, <laughs> it I guess CW picked this film up from some indie company or troop or whatever, right. and basically it was about um lost twins who had to reunite and protect a powerful weapon from a evil syndicate in Japanese mythology and um their power was they could make paper hard as steel so basically like the opening scene was this woman in a interrogation room yeah and she takes two pieces of paper out of a book and tapped it and then like slid it across the table and they literally flung into the person sitting across from her and to their neck and killed them. Wow. Yeah, the concept was actually really good. I would like to see it as a series because there's so much more they could do with it. But it was yeah. just like a two hour uh, movie. But the action was really good. The writing was pretty competent. And I felt it was better than Wu Assassins, which is on Netflix now. It has good action, but the writing is pretty abysmal. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, maybe, or I don't know. But I think it'd be a great series. And the way it ended, it definitely sets up a sequel or more to the story. So, it was an interesting concept. I really liked it.
1: Huh. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I usually, I don't watch anything on the CW anymore, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know why it was on there. I think... I may have been watching the news where I just stopped on a channel and that came on. And I was like, well, what is this? Because they show some random stuff in between yeah. like their staple shows. That's right. just not very good. But this actually caught my attention. It was real
1: interesting. Okay. What's interesting about you watching Four Weddings and a Funeral, last week, maybe last Friday, I had just watched the, the movie for the first time.
0: Oh, how was that?
1: It was it was good. I mean, it was all right. It, it was long, but I mean, it was like Hugh Grant in his like prime when everybody was obsessed with them. And mm-hmm. but it was pretty funny. It was I I guess I remember nineties rom coms as being kind of like lighthearted and fun, and this was that. But it was definitely a lot mm-hmm. more raunchy than I expected. I was like, oh, this was fun. oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> that kind of caught me for. A, for a little, but, um, yeah, it was all right. It was good
2: okay cool
1: yeah,
0: this the series isn't as raunchy, I guess you'd say. it's Mindy Colleen, so it's really like cute and right, yeah, it was pretty good, um, and then we got a new trailer for Queen and Slim, which is due november twenty seventh Thanksgiving weekend. Um, It also revealed more of the story. Um, I like how their run for survival is also paired with sort of like their romance. Like it's sort of like two different types of movies intertwined. Like an examination of like black love and black struggle or.
1: Right, I get what you're saying. Yeah,
0: so it's an interesting concept i'll hopefully it gets here it should be here oh yeah definitely i don't know oh i forgot to i forgot one i saw hustlers this weekend oh yeah This thursday yeah i think you you said last week that you're gonna see it it? yeah i totally forgot um it was pretty good i enjoyed it i was entertained the whole time j-lo was really good in it um her and constance wood had good chemistry um it was really funny. I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. Yeah. But it it, it was it it was really really cute, a good movie. That's good.
1: Yeah, I and, haven't heard really anything bad about it. I mean, I've heard mostly good things, so.
0: Yeah, it had a 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, <laughs> that's pretty decent and it made 33 million and it only cost 20 million to make, so right. they are doing pretty well. And speaking of, we've got our box office recap for the weekend. Yeah. Um, it Chapter 2 came out on top with 29 million. I heard many people didn't enjoy the sequel as much as the first one. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. So I don't know. I'm not going to say it anyway. Um, followed by Hustlers. And then after that, it's a gigantic drop. <laughs> Yeah, Angel has fallen with four million good boys with four million and the Lion King with
1: three million. All right, and people still going to see the Lion King.
0: Wow, yeah, to date it has made 534 million. I think that's just domestically. Wow, so yeah, people are still filling their seats to see that. And the Goldfinch, which I heard had. Very bad reviews, yeah, uh debut at number
1: eight with two million yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well I didn't obviously I haven't seen the movie, but what I can say about having read the book is that the book is kind of what's the word sprawling, it's all over the place it's it's like I said, it's like seven hundred pages, so
2: um,
1: it's not easy to. Condense all that,
0: I got you,
2: so
1: um I think that's where a a big part of the problem for the movie probably stemmed from, so
2: okay,
0: yeah, because cause, yeah, the reviews weren't very very praising, so no. No.
2: but it's always yeah, hard
0: going from book to film, so right, right it's
1: that's very
0: difficult. Yeah. And that concludes our No Concessions segment. We will now transition to our feature presentation, our final category for the Emmy Awards. Reminder, the Emmys uh, are this Sunday mm. at 8 p.m. on Fox. Um, TV's glowing. Basically, TV's Oscars, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, because the Golden Glows are more like people Choice and... This yeah. AG Awards is kind of very niche. Right. So um this category is for Best Drama, the big, the big iconic award for our TV. So uh, the nominees are AMC's Better Call Saul, Netflix The Bodyguard or Bodyguard, mm-hmm. HBO's Game of Thrones, BBC America's Killing Eve, Netflix Ozark, FX's Pose hbo with succession and nbc's this is us and nbc is the only big four network present in this category yeah everything else either streaming or
1: cable okay let's see this one's difficult because there's always there's heavy hitters where you you have like game of thrones and um I would I would put Better Call Saul. I think a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of good stuff about Succession.
2: Yeah,
0: it's it's really picked up in season two.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of people like Bodyguard. Um, yeah, that's on Netflix. It's like six episodes. I probably knocked that out. Um, but let's see, who do I? I of course I want Killing Eve to win. Which it's hard between Killing Eve and Pose, but that first season of Killing Eve was yeah you know kind of knocked me flat it was great i loved it um so i want them to win but i feel like i think enough people hated game of thrones for it not to win so i don't think that will but i feel like succession like that it's weird but i feel like there's enough people that hooked onto that first season that, that really liked it so i think that may do it but i hope it's killing eve
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. Killing E's first season was refreshing, bold. You had a new star in Jodie Comer, and Sandra Oh finally got some justice for a lead role. And Pose also, I agree, is the first season was everything. And the second season just sort of improved upon that. Um, I've only seen one episode of Bodyguard. I liked it. It was yeah. long, though. I just remember the episode being forever <laughs> long. Right, right. So only six episodes is good. but And This Is Us, I don't know if people love season three as much as they did the first two seasons. Um, I think it will tick back up with this season four because they're adding some new faces and stuff. I think season yeah. three was sort of like iffy. Which is always the case. Season 3's always tend to dip.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: Um, So I'd, I'd like to see Kill and Eve pose. I think they'll give it to Ozark
2: if
0: yeah. they don't give it to Game of Thrones. Because I've heard a lot about that show. Patrick Bateman all of a sudden he won something for it.
1: Yeah, I can't remember, but I do hear a lot about that show randomly just kind of like
0: yeah, so I could see them giving it to that if they don't give it to Game of Thrones, which I hope they don't, but they very well could.
1: I really hope they don't either.
0: Yeah. But it's a stacked category. Um, crazy stacked. Yeah. And and the presence of Succession and Pose as new shows is really surprising, as well as Queen Eve. The image is really trying to broaden their horizons, so. Yeah. We'll be tuning in this Sunday at eight PM. Can't to wait. See how all goes down, and uh, what will you be streaming for the weekend?
2: <clears throat>
1: all right. Um. So there's a new show that dropped uh, Friday on Netflix called Unbelievable, and uh, it's the story of a young woman that's raped, and she goes through the process of reporting that rape, and then she's not believed, and and ultimately she takes back what she said and admit that she lied and then um the detectives uh, one of them played by uh tony collette i can't remember the other woman's name but they pick up on the case because similar cases have happened in different areas and they piece it all together it did happen and eventually they caught the guy catch the guy and this is all based on a true story, true story I think, yeah from not too long ago so um it's a series i think it's five or six episodes
2: perfect so,
1: Right, and uh, I've heard a lot that it's like, it's good, it's hard to watch, but it's like a necessary watch, and that's what people said about The Keepers, and I still haven't watched that last episode, man, so. Oh, Lord, The Keepers was, Woo!
0: That last episode, it's not, yeah, the last episode is infuriating because it sort of um different to the legal side more. Right. And it's just like, why do people let this happen? But yeah.
1: Exactly. So, but yeah, that's that's what I have planned. That's all I'm going to watch, really.
0: Okay. um, For me, I meant to watch it Friday, but I, I always say I want to watch stuff Friday, and then I just end up on Twitter doing nothing. <laughs> so, so, I'm planning to watch uh, Chelsea Handler's documentary, High Privileges. it's me, Chelsea. Okay, um, yeah this is basically her her um, confronting her own white privilege and sort of coming to terms with why she's problematic or has been in the past. And I heard her talk about it on the Keep It podcast.
2: And yeah. she said,
0: you know, after Trump won, she was like, how could this happen? How could this happen? She was mad at people who vote for Trump, mad at other white people. And like, it, it sort of made her sit down and realize that there are individuals who have been through this, the, the entire existence of America. And she sort of had a self reflect. So we right. see her talk to a, a, a array of people and sort of take on head on the privilege that she benefits from. So I've heard great things about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Should be interesting. And I hope to start Snowfall. I know the first two seasons are on Hulu and season three just wrapped up. So um,
1: yeah. I remember I seeing literally the trailer for Snowfall and be like, oh man, this looks good. I'm going to watch this and then just never <laughs> starting it.
0: I think I, I was excited for it and I read a review and I was like, oh, well, maybe not. So I just All didn't right. ever start it. But I've heard great things about it. Um, I think I just broke it. But anyway, um, yeah, that's what I'll be streaming for the weekend. And this mm-hmm. has been another episode of It's a Streamable Life. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at AS Life Podcast. Listen and subscribe on Apple Apple Podcasts. Leave a review and rate us. You can listen on Stitcher, Google, Spotify, even the Anchor app, a whole lot of places. So um, just follow along with us on this journey through peak entertainment era. And we will be back next week with a recap of the Emmys, the Terror. David makes man and whatever else happens in the entertainment <laughs> round that week. All right. We're
2: out. Peace.
0: This has been It's a Streamable Life, a podcast chronicling life in a peak entertainment era. Listen, share, rate, and subscribe weekly on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get streamable live.